que buscas a alguien que te vuelva a enamorar. Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Miriam Suela Pérez. And I'm Vero Valletti Flores, and we are two Latinx fans with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love. And this month we're celebrating our seventh anniversary of this show. Oh my God. And um, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> we're doing. So today we're doing seven songs for seven years. So we're going back to the, all the years we've been doing the show and picking um, a song that is, was a fave of ours from that year. So we are starting with my pick, Shocker. I don't think anyone would think this was Beto's pick. Um, from <laughs> 2016, if you're an OG listener, I definitely talked about this song in that year. And this is Manuel Turizos, Una Lady Como Tú. Let's take another listen. story which is like I started dating somebody um and I think it was like the next year and we were like comparing our top songs on Spotify from the year before <laughs> mm-hmm. and this was my top song and theirs was something like really sad and like anti-love and I was like oh this is gonna go really well and it, it spoiler alert it did not go very well <laughs> it was just like one of those funny moments oh, we're like ha, ha ha look at that how different you know and you should just like oh, turn and run God. in the other direction, but you don't. Um, so yeah, this was my top played song in 2016 or 2017, maybe. I'm not sure. I can't remember when in the year it came out, but um, but it's one that sticks out in my mind as like a top song for me. And yeah, I'm a cheese ball, and this song really hit me for whatever reason. Um, but I'm still a fan of his, and he actually, I think he's gotten a little less sappy over the years. I don't know if you would agree, Beto. Um, I feel like La Bachata is not as, which is his hit from this past year, is not as sappy as this one. Yeah, I mean, I have not really been tracking Manuel Turizo's career, so I don't know if La Bachata constitutes a pattern or is an outlier. However, I will say that I love La Bachata, and I love it. Like, I heard it the other day on the radio, and I was like, this is good. And I was like, oh, yeah, Perez put me onto this song. It's really Um, good. It's, it's really good. so good, yeah. but this yeah. one is not my cup of tea. No. It's like a little bit like more on the, you know, like not, yeah, it's yeah. The more cheese ball, uh-huh. like, you know, um, in a way that is not, um, does not necessarily speak to me, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a pattern or an outlier, but I do love that one song though. <laughs> I think it's, I think he's, I mean, he's evolving, obviously it's been seven years. We all get to evolve. So, um, 
Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, happy to see him have this collab success. He's doing a lot of collabs, like lots of interesting things, but, um, but yeah, this song I really associate with that year. I was funny doing this episode. I was thinking back, I was like, what do I think about when I think about these different years? And 2016 is like mm. pulse and Trump getting elected and yeah, starting the show and having this like outlet to talk about, especially pulse. Like it was like, We'd only been a couple of months and then we had this like platform with which to like talk about grief and to talk about the tragedy and music. And we went on all these like radio shows. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. We did a bunch of interviews. So it was like really interesting timing in that way. And then, and yeah, and then just like the, for me, like Trump getting elected, the period between him getting elected and him starting office was like, honestly, the worst part for me because it was this sort of like unknown anticipatory dread of like what was going to come was like Mm. much harder than when it was actually here, even though there were obviously and continue to be a lot of material, like negative impacts for me, the like unknown was much harder emotionally. And I started antidepressants that probably helped. Um, So yeah, that I think about that, like that November and December a lot and just like how dark things felt. It was a rough time. It was a rough time. So we, we, you know, this is our anniversary month. It's our birthday. We like to celebrate every March. We do a a kind of an extended push for our membership campaign because that's really the way that we run this show. It's the thing that like singularly really um, supports the show, covers our costs, lets us do this um, without having to put out our own money essentially. And so we're asking again for folks who aren't members to consider becoming a member of our show. It's a really, really great way to support us. Yeah, it's really, really has helped us make things feel a lot more sustainable. Very different from 2016 vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. And like we used to get some advertising, but we haven't gotten advertising in a long time. Like we're a small independent show. A lot of the shows that started with us in 2016 that are Latinx are no longer. Like we're kind of, you know, there's some shows that are still going, but it's hard out here, y'all. It's not easy to be an independent show. And so the members who support us really make it possible, make it so that we can do this. And it's a labor of love and, um, and you know, have our costs covered. So if you go to the link in the show notes, you can become a member for five, 10 or $15 a month. It's like a pay what you can situation. And you'll get an extra segment on every episode that's just for the members. So on this episode, we're going to have it for everybody. So you can kind of get a peek behind the curtain of like what you're missing if you're not a member. Um, And then as an extra thank you, anybody who becomes a member in March, we're going to send you a free Perreo keychain that Vero designed. It's very cute. It's very Miami. It's like white and gold. Um, Mm -hmm. As a thank you for becoming a member. So um, yeah, really consider it. If you've got the means, we would really love your support. We would really, really love it. And thank you for listening either way. All right. So you're doing 2017. What do you got for us? I am. So 2017 was a really interesting year. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and pick a song from my favorite album in 2017, which was the Aguas. This song is called Espejos en las Azoteas, and it's by Mula. Están ametrallando el pueblo. La consigna es colocar espejos en las azoteas. Creen que algo le falta por su mini falda. Pero es que le sobra lo que nadie nombra. Y como la gente es tan exigente. El camaleón se viste cuando el tiempo insiste 
de pardo en su sombra También su pantalón Ilusión en su camisa Su bando de cinturón Un fusil le entregaron Y con él apuntó Recuerdos que tenían nombre Noches que el día ocultó Y así fue, y así vio Lo que ni él ni nadie esperó Fue sabía ya de más Cada día era un batallar por maravillas Que un día soñó Este era una más Solo era una guerra más So um, this album, Aguas, had a lot of great songs that I really, really loved on it. Mostly my favorite songs on the album, though, came out as singles in 2016. So I decided not to include any of those because they came out a year, like the, the year before. Um, I do remember 2016 as being this year where I was like, wow, there's so much like incredible Latinx music around and not a lot of platforms for it, which really changed in 2017, which is the year that Despacito came out. Um, (laughs) I did not choose Despacito, but um, that year, um, I did like that song when it came out. Like I remember in like March, April, you know, I was like, oh, this song's cute, you know? And then like by August, I was like, never play this song for me again. (laughs) Because it was like so... I mean, I'm going to blame blame Justin Bieber, but yeah, um, I did instead want to bring this song, though. Um, and Mula is a Dominican duo or a Dominican trio. Rather, mm-hmm. it's these two Dominican twins that um, joined um, who were a singer songwriter duo beforehand who joined um, a producer and the three of them. Um, formula and they've been show favorites ever since the beginning really mm-hmm. and um, I love this song in particular because it references something called La Cuadrilla Chancleta which was a right. guerrilla group that fought in the Dominican Revolutionary War of 1965 yeah. um, and this guerrilla group was like comprised of like queer people and trans people and sex workers um, and just like La Cuadrilla Chancleta is an incredible name first of all like mm-hmm. amazing brandy guys <laughs> good job yes. um but um but it's just i feel like it, it, this song is about groups of people that tend to be erased in history and that we'd like to paper over and um instead they're like no we've been here forever and we're also a part of like the freedoms that you have like they're connected to us so you're welcome um so i really really love that i think that that's true really everywhere about queer and trans people it's especially true to remember especially important to remember right now that there's so many different attacks on um trans people and access to healthcare and like drag shows which is a different thing totally from trans people but like related to queer um and trans culture um so um I just I love this it was important in 2017 to say like we've always been here and we are part of your freedom and you can't erase us and it's still true and so I I love this song um and it came out from that um on that album in 2017 I was yeah, I mean, it feels super timely now, right? In this moment, too, mm-hmm. just with what's happening. Um, 
I love being reminded of this song. And we, in 2019, got to go to DR and we actually met Moolah, which was really cool and got to interview them in person. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We went to DR. We like went over, I think, to like Rachel's house, which was uh-huh. the, um, it was the very producer. Cool. Yeah. And um, got to interview them and like do a little episode. So yeah. we can link that in the show notes if y'all want to yeah. check it out since we're yeah. reminiscing. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> also, yeah. this is random, but I want to give a plug for... Um, RuPaul's Drag Race. I know, Veto, you've never watched it, oh. but the episode that just I came out. I actually watched only oh. a few episodes for the first time that trip when we were in DR because oh. I think that everybody got in like a day later than you I were did there before because we of were. like, yeah. yeah, I was there before anybody else was and I was like, you know, That's really so weirdly sad at that time. And yeah, so I was like, I can't leave this apartment. On. I'm going to watch whatever's available on the TV. And that's when oh, I watched that's RuPaul's so Drag Race. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I feel like it gets better every year because people like do a lot of advocacy and really push RuPaul on like gender stuff and different political ah, things. Like, that's good. Yeah. They've gotten a lot more trans inclusive over the years. They've changed their language a lot. They've gotten rid of a lot of like the, you know, there's some like sort of misogynistic language in drag. Um, they've gotten rid of mm. a lot of that. So anyway, but um, the episode, the most recent episode, they um, on this new season, it's on MTV. If folks haven't been watching it, um, they do a musical. They call it the Rusical. It's like a RuPaul musical, and it's called the one they did this year is called Wig Loose. Um, it's always like parodies, right? Like drag is a lot about parody, but it's actually a very tender little like musical. I mean, I know you don't love musicals, Veto, but a tender <laughs> like very short form musical about like the efforts to suppress drag you know and the efforts to like make to outlaw drag yeah it's actually really tender i would recommend if folks like that kind of thing to watch it um and you're right that like drag and trans people are it's not the same right but there is a lot of overlap between like the trans community and the drag world like balls really drag really borrows from and comes from like the ball scene which is a a space that was really friendly to trans people especially trans women um and drag is like a way that some trans people like make a sort of above ground living, right? Like they can make a living in a, like a safer capacity inside of a bar without, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily doing some of the things that people have to do um, as trans folks. There's not a lot of options for employment. So anyway, it's very political in a lot of ways, but it was, it was really sweet. And I think it, yeah, kind of in a campy way really made clear, like, you know, what it means for people, um, particularly in like small Southern towns when these kinds of things are um, outlawed. Yeah. So. yeah, that's right. A little plug for that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll link that in the show notes as well. Yeah. And lots of love for Mula. Lots of love for Mula. That's one of the things that I remember reminiscing in these episodes is that, you know, like so many opportunities for the music to connect with right. our lived reality. I know. And it's really why we do this show. I know. It's really powerful. Yeah, it's really powerful. And the the ways that music can bring history back to life, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Do you think about your life in years? Are you like 2017? That was the year when blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. I don't. Yeah. I am not a person for whom like the new year is really very meaningful. I don't like set like intentions like that. I don't. Yeah, I don't really think of it in, in that way. I mean, if you like, I sometimes I'm like, okay, yeah, what was happening then? Mm-hmm. You know, like how old was I mm-hmm. vaguely? You know, like yeah. Um, but it's not like, oh yes, 2018. Remember that one? You know, mm-hmm. no. yeah, yeah. I feel like the older I get, the harder it is to remember what happened in what year. But there are definitely like things that are anchors. I'm like, okay, yeah, Trump being elected is definitely like a, a sort of 
yeah, you know, yeah. an anchor moment in time that like helps me, you know, and then there's also like when like my first partner and I broke up and like, okay, how many years ago was that? And the stuff like that, mm. like things that, that helped me sort of like mark time, I guess, especially as an adult where we don't have like, you know, graduations and shit like that, which I think really helps. Yeah. Or like grades. Or uh-huh, like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, 2017 doesn't stand out to me particularly in my life. Um, <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to 2018. Yeah, 2018 was a post-Despacito world. Totally different arena. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you're like begrudgingly giving Despacito the credit (laughs) it deserves for changing the game. There's no way to not. All right, well, this song, the song I picked for 2018 is, you know, from a legend. He was in the game and really successful before Despacito and after. Um, And I just, this is one of these songs that has just stuck with me all these years. So let's take a listen to Dura by Daddy Yankee. Why stay slaying it? He's just so good. He's so good. And he was on Despacito, right? <laughs> With um. Oh yeah, he was on yeah, Despacito. I like forget that sometimes because it seems like it just seems it's not out of character and part of a hit, but just something about that. I'm like, right, that was Daddy Yankee. I mean, I'm glad he got you know some of the credit and like you know I'm sure the money and whatever came along yeah. being part of such a big hit because he's been yeah, oh, yeah. part of this movement. You know, reggaeton and, and Puerto Rico since the beginning. like, yeah. you know, just himself, I think. I don't think he's signed <laughs> to anybody. He's just, like, independent. He gets to keep all the money. Um, oh, really? But, like, like, he's not part of a, a label? I I mean, at this point, I don't know. He wasn't, though, when um, Gasolina came out. So, so he got to keep every single Good. one of those dollars. I'm so glad. Um, but... Yeah, so I feel like what was so weird about this pasito was like the combination of Luis mm-hmm. Fonsi and Daddy Yankee, both of yeah. whom were like older, well-established artists. They're right. not like neither of them were emerging. Like they were both like no. you know like older, well-established artists who were like in super, super different arenas. Like yeah. when they came out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
and so that's that was one of the things that was so odd about it and then like there was the justin bieber right you throw bieber in the mix and you're like what is even happening (laughs) became the yeah i'm like what (laughs) the the story is that he asked to be on that right is not the story that is the story the story that i know is that he was in colombia and he heard it at a club and he was like what is this call whoever's on this but he also like um he'd also like already fucked with like you know um caribbean adjacent rhythms on that song sorry of his that i actually Mm. love um that i think diplo produced because diplo is like the primary like musical colonizer of the culture vulture global (laughs) south yeah Um, so he'd all he was already like on that wavelength a little bit you know like so um you know gotta give him credit he has a good ear that guy um so yeah this is this is post post Esvacito Daddy Yankee stays slaying the game and um I think it's like this has a little bit of a is it like a dance hall rhythm yeah yeah that really I just really hits. love this one there's also the remix after mm. this one there's this one there's like the Just Daddy Yankee one and then there's the remix which I think became way more popular as remixes with like a bazillion people tend to do like with like Nati Natasha I think might have been on it like yeah um but I listened to this I heard this one first and so I just like was like well I like the original one better but probably maybe maybe most people know the remix or like the remix I'm not really sure yeah, I don't know, like, same to you. I, like, I started with this one, so I, I just, like, stick with what hit me first, you know? Honestly, um, beside him. That's my man. Yeah, but, like, five years, you know? It's been five years, and this song is still, like, on my mind, <laughs> That's you know? That's wild. Like, so, That's I know, wild. it's wild that 2018 was five years ago. Um, so, so, yeah, so kudos to Daddy Yankee. I mean, he's got, he's got a lot of bangers, but this one is definitely at the top of my list and I, I keep waiting. I've been doing, I forgot to tell you this, but I started doing Zumba again, <laughs> which oh, is um, incredible. so much joy. And I'm just like waiting, waiting for this song to come up and Zumba. Cause I feel like it would be an amazing <laughs> Zumba song. Um, but this woman, <laughs> I'm I surprised went to, nobody's put it on yet. I'm sure somebody has. I just haven't been in a class, but like, okay. Just like a brief moment about the Zumba class. So I, I signed up for a Zumba class at like a community center in like the suburbs because I was, I'm looking for a particular Zumba experience. I don't want to go to Zumba with like a bunch of like white ladies. Like I want to go to Zumba with like the elders with like the black and Latina elders. And so I just had a feeling that this, <laughs> this would be the place. And it, it was, I was right about that. But the teacher, the Zumba instructor um, is the most unhinged <laughs> Zumba instructor I've ever encountered. <laughs> In what way? <laughs> well, I walked in and it was last Thursday. So it was the day before St. Patrick's Day. And they were having a St. Patrick's Day themed like potluck after class, <laughs> which like Zumba That's and St. Patrick's odd. Day, not usually things that I would put together. Yeah. Uh-uh. But everybody uh-uh. was into it. Like they all brought their food. You know what I mean? Um, and the teacher was like in like a wild get up with a lot of green, tried to give me some green. I was like, I'm good. I, I don't need to wear any green. Like she was and just... <laughs> And, like, you have to be a little bit unhinged to, to be a Zumba instructor because it requires such, like, extraness, 100%. Right? But 100%. she just, like, took it to the next level. I'm going to go back tomorrow, and I'm going to see. I'm like, I wonder what it's like not on St. Patrick's Day, you know? Um, <laughs> but thankfully, she only did one, like, sort of pseudo St. Patrick's, like, Irish music-sounding song. And then she was like, okay, well, now oh let's my God, go back to the Latin music. hilarious. But, um, but, yeah, it was, like, it was kind of like what would happen if SNL did a sketch about Zumba. Like, it would be her, you know? So, wow. um 
Well, so yeah, I'll report back. But um, the crowd, yeah, the, the crew wait. was what I was looking for. Was the was definitely like the the neighborhood ladies. So um, that's what I really wanted. So we'll see. But yeah, someday somebody's <laughs> doing somebody's doing Duda as a Zumba song and just like getting their entire lives. So yeah, somebody's definitely doing it. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it'll be you soon. Yes. <laughs> um. All right, 2019. What do you got for us? So 2019, I had a song that I almost picked, but Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that later. The one that I did pick is probably the song that I listened to the most in 2019, and I really, really did love it. This song is called Vicky, and it's by Joyce Santana. Yeah. Verdadero hijo puta. Le dicen Vicky, anda por allá arrebata como los hippies Una friki friki, quiere wiki wiki Anda por ahí bien loca, toda llena de hiki Le dicen Vicky, anda por allá arrebata como los hippies Una friki friki, quiere wiki wiki Anda por ahí bien loca, toda llena de hiki Se rasca la nariz por la nota de las piki En la entrada la chequearon y tenía una miti Con la boca seca viendo que le da un zipi Si la viera su papi, su mami, sus titi Que la ve bien fina los domingos en Serafina Pa' terminar siempre en cuatro en un motel en Carolina Se pasa en Santurce roleando en todas las esquinas Se mete dos palos y aparece por Salina No es la vida que le gusta, es la vida que le fascina La rol y las percocen, los sobres de gasolina Le falta poco pa' hacer un pote vitamina Hay que irse del lado porque si no, no termina Una de mentola que te juega con la psiqui Culo de Selena, chiquitita como Nicky Quiero un arco como Catalina y el Titi Esa diabla tiene un triqui, por eso hay que ser piqui Le dicen Vicky, anda por ahí arrebata como los hippies Una friki friki, quiere wiki wiki Anda por ahí bien loca, toda llena de hiki I just really loved this, like, I love, like, how minimalist the production is, how minimalist and effective it is, like, you know, I love that, um, and something about Joyce Santana's flow and how clever he is, like, his, like, Caribbean clever humor, um, is um, just right up my alley. I thought it was so funny and so clever and just so good. And it like, I just spent so much time blasting it out of my speakers um, in my little red Toyota Yaris hatchback mm-hmm. that I had in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I, I remember one time having it on so loud um and this little child just turning around this like little boy who must have been like six years old like turned around looked at me and just started like whining his little waist (laughs) (laughs) so good he was like oh shit really (laughs) such a brooklyn moment it was so so good yeah we shared a little moment this boy and i I love that. Um, it was very tender, but I so I love this song. Um, I did interview Joyce Santana that year. Um, maybe we'll link it. This was yeah. like he's been an artist that's been working for a mad long time, and um, but this was one moment where like at least in Puerto Rico, this song went crazy. You know, like people like were like, okay, who is this dude? Um, He'd been part of other projects before. He's been working for a minute. 
Um, and you know, he's still out there doing, he like works a lot with Bri, who I feel like I was also super into around this time and has had like a little bit more of a come up in the last few years. But yeah, so I, I really like this. I almost, almost picked Tenemos Que Hablar by Bad Bunny. Um, just because that felt like a really significant and defining moment in Bad Bunny's career for me. Mm -hmm. Um, it came out, um, Por Siempre came out mm, i think it came out i think at the end like noche buena on 2018 uh, so i think right, we considered right, right. it for our best of 2019 um and um tenemos que hablar was the moment where i'm like okay bad bunny's a different kind of dude because yeah. it was like the blink 182 like pop punk-esque like cross with reggaeton situation that bad bunny that bad bunny did mm-hmm. and i was like wow this dude is like trying to take some risks he's like trying to be different he's like not just like you know not that i didn't love his songs about like strip clubs and bitches and drinking like, you know, I'm down for that, too. But um, I was like, okay, this dude is, like, doing other things. He's trying to do all sorts of things. And, um, but I decided to avoid that because I saw that you picked a Bad Bunny song for the following year, which is also really great and really emblematic for Bad Bunny. But, um, you know, instead of picking too much Bad Bunny, and, mm-hmm. you know, I actually, in the spirit of, picking a song that i actually listened to way way more that yeah. year probably um i went with Biki. yeah no that makes sense i mean there's a few of these years where it could be it could be a bad bunny sweep you know but like let's not overdo it like there are other <laughs> could people be, it could be. <laughs> there are other people in the world uh making good music too even though he was quite know. dominant in 2017 there was also like el alfa and bad bunny that was the first uh-huh. time i actually heard bad bunny though was with el alfa that song Demagogo uh-huh. was also oh, that was so my good. jam. Demagogo. It was so good. Yeah, that was good. I know. I mean, it was hard. This was hard. I just like really kind of had to go intuitively with it and just like go yeah, with my gut yeah, because same, it, and I same. wasn't, you know, I get kind of hung up on like the best song. I'm like, it's not. This is not about that. This is like my own. <laughs> yeah, my I own. think intuition is the only way to go with this kind of yeah, thing. I mean, yeah. seven years worth of music as well. Yeah, I know it's pretty incredible, but it's fun to kind of go quickly through time in this way. Um, I know. Well, you kind of previewed what's coming for 2020. Also, for me, 2019 is like pre-pandemic. Now, like the I think of time as like pre-COVID, post. I mean, we're not post-COVID, but pre-COVID. So it's like 2019. Yeah, was but like, like post the emergence of COVID. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I was like, remember, you know, what we thought life was like, and then obviously these years next, next years or so shaped by the pandemic. So this 2020 song, I feel like it needs no introduction. Let's let it play. And then I'll tell you what it is. If you are the one person in the world who doesn't know, <laughs> let's take a listen. Yo perreo sola
Murphy es como Nairobi Y tú la ves bebiendo de la botella Los nenes y las nenas quieren con ella Tiene más de 20, me enseñó la cédula Ey, Del amor es una incrédula Ella está soltera, antes que se pusiera de moda No creen amor, le estamos el foda El DJ la pone y se la sabe toda Se trepa en la mesa y que se joda En el perreo no se quita Fumi se pone bellaquita Se llama si te necesita Pero por ahora está solita Ella perrea sola Ella perrea sola Wow, this pandemic yeah. era was Ugh. really this like this era of like the deep lockdown, the deep initial fear. Ugh. Plus, like we just got this Bad Bunny album. Was it? Yeah, did that come out? What? What weird? What month did it come out in 2020? Do you remember? It came out at the end. It came out like the end of February, the last week of February. It was like the 20 2020 8th or something. Wow. Like okay, okay. So it was, it was really... out for two weeks. I didn't get to ah. listen. To, I feel like I was the last time that I was at the club was the night that it came out. Right. So like right. I was at the club, but like nobody, the DJs didn't have it yet. At least not the DJs at Club right. in Atlanta where I was at. Right. I remember. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, but it was, there was something prescient about I know, Perrea Perrea Sola. Sola. I know, I, because you know, I was, that's what I'd that. stayed doing during yeah. those times when I had like no contact with any other human for a few months. I know, you're incredible because you, I mean, it just shows like how much you like yourself because you really weathered that story. You were on your own and you like, honestly, you seemed pretty happy with it. You know, obviously it was hard, but you weren't like really lamenting you were kind of like happy that that's the way that the timing had worked out that you were yeah uh, had your own yeah, space. yeah yeah i mean yeah. i was certainly i had gone through a really intense breakup like mm-hmm. almost exactly a year before right and i felt so grateful that i was by myself yeah, instead of like that. locked up with you know my ex who truly did not want to be with me anymore right <laughs> like, yeah that's like but, literally the worst possible thing to have happen during yeah pandemic. i was like yeah. oh my god this would have been uh, the worst but i hadn't thought about that the pandemic connection to this the song <laughs> even though clearly yeah, yeah i remember sola. i was like i'd be perreando sola up in this apartment <sighs> yeah you were really solita Just cooking you up really a were. storm mm-hmm. and dancing dancing is really i think actually what kept me going mm-hmm. i danced probably more than i've ever danced in my life during yeah, the pandemic because amazing. i just like took so many little dance breaks and like the physical movement really mm. did something for me yeah. and the joyous expression of it really did something for me like and so um this song in addition to being like sort of like a feminist anthem in the spirit of evie queen i feel like was also for me during that time, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this sola in my apartment. And I'm so pleased with myself right now. Well, do you remember that, that, <laughs> so that I, I knew some people who hosted for a long time, a 3 PM zoom dance party every day during the pandemic. Oh and I think God. I like invited you to I it remember. and you're like, I don't need to be with other yeah, people. Absolutely not. <laughs> um, in this way. I, uh, there were a lot of zoom dance parties at the time. And I, at the beginning, I tried to partake in the zoom things because it was what people were doing. And I went to, like, one Zoom dance party, and I turned that shit off after five minutes. I was like, no, this is not for me. Like, people loved it. People mm-hmm. loved it, and it was, like, so healing for so many people. And um, But to me, it was just, like, so connected with work. Like, I'd been using Zoom for years. Um, right. So I was like, no, I just, like, I actually need time. Like, I, it was also, like, 
I think at that time, not like right at the beginning of the pandemic, but like just only a few months after was the uprisings related to George Floyd's murder in Minneapolis. And I spent so much time doing like crisis response. Yeah. I mean, that's Um, the other 2020. Yeah. June 2020. It's like uprisings. Yeah. So I was like on Zoom all the time for uprising related work. So I was like, what I'm not going to do is spend any seconds on zoom that i don't have to yeah so i feel like it never felt disconnected from that for me so it didn't really hit in the same way but also i think that something about like the energy of lots of people dancing in a crowd feels really is a really important thing to Mm -hmm. me in terms of like dancing with other people Mm -hmm. um that zoom didn't hit for me but i just danced like by myself instead yeah that's beautiful well i mean it's hard to say like what uh, Bad Bunny's like biggest hit. I feel like he has so many, but this one's definitely up there. I think maybe like yeah, top five yeah. Bad Bunny songs in terms of popularity. But I feel like it's still it's still the kind of song where the minute you put it on, everyone's gonna start singing and dancing to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. It was a so big one. we have to talk about gossip for a second, though. And I know you don't follow the gossip, but sometimes it just like comes across your page. And I'm sort of similar in that way. Um, Kylie Jenner and Bad Bunny. Yeah. Sorted. Truly sorted. Yeah. What, what? Do you have any thoughts or feelings? Um, I mean, not really. I, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like, like a Kardashian. Like, I just would rather not. But in the end, I don't really care. Actually, I'm just like, you know what, Bad Bunny. Whatever, bro. She doesn't look that different from the girls in Latin America that he chooses. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like he wasn't choosing. You know, you know, flaquita, blanquita, right? Before. In Latin America, yeah. So I, yeah, I just I don't know anything about the Kardashians. I like, I could care less. I don't even really understand the family tree and whatever. But at first, I was kind of disappointed in him, and which is not fair. Like the man gets to live his life. He also gets to make whatever decisions he wants to make. If it's a PR couple decision or an authentic decision, like he gets to make those choices and. I imagine that once you're the at the level of fame that he's at, like it's difficult to date and it's difficult to date people who aren't assuming this is like a legitimate thing and it's not a PR couple situation. Um, you know, it would be really hard to date people who aren't famous because your life is just so vastly different than the vast majority of people on the planet, you know? And so, yeah, I mean, I think that the only thing in particular about a Kardashian is that these are women who have completely built their brand on being culture vultures. Like, literally, that's how they are famous, by their proximity and theft of blackness. Yeah. And so I think yeah. that that's what feels bad about yeah. this. <laughs> you yeah, know, that, that's, like, that's like, yeah, no, literally, not, like, yeah. any other white girl would have been fine. I you know, know like, other, but, like, yeah, this family yeah. in particular is, like, notorious. Like, literally, the only reason that they're famous is because of, like, their culture vulture shit, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that that's the... The nerve that's fair, that's fair. and like caitlin us. jenner being such a like right wing you know there's just like a lot of cringy stuff in this family oh uh, yeah yeah you're right i hadn't thought about it. i mean I, I i kind of have like an eye roll when it comes to this family t- in general but you're right that is a piece of it sort of politically yeah i don't know i mean you know daddy yankee like i think one of the things i like about him is that he's like been with the same woman for like 40 years and she's not famous and she's not trying to be you know and i think that's like 
a feat to be able to maintain that kind of relationship um, in when you're so public and when you're so famous. But I also, (laughs) you know, I don't think it's fair to like hold that up as the standard, you know, because being famous is is difficult. But yeah, now that Bad Bunny's in LA and I honestly wonder, I'm like, how do they talk to each other? Because his English is like not amazing. Um, But maybe it's going to get a lot better now. Maybe it's his body language. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe she speaks Spanish. Quien sabe, you know, but, um, but you know, he's living in LA. I feel like he's probably, and he's trying to do more acting. I think his language skills are going to come real quick. I think probably. Mm I'm sure his English is much better than it was like a couple years ago, but I did love it when he'd be like on a red carpet and they'd be asking him a question. He's like, te voy a ser honesto, no te entendí nada. <laughs> well, like at the Grammys, his, his acceptance speech was not great. Like I was like, oh, boo, your English is still struggling. You know, it was not, it was not an amazing, he did yeah, not show like a lot of language, command sure. of the language. He's like an adult learning a second yeah. language. It's yeah. hard. It's, it's hard. It is hard. Yeah, no shade to him. Not at all. It's just sort of like a, a reflect, a, a noticing, you know, an observation, mm-hmm. I think, about about him. And, you know, there has been something political about his, like, lack of desire to, like, sing in English and whatever. But it'd be interesting to see if that changes now that he's, like, living in the U.S. I mean, Puerto Rico is in the U.S., but now he's living, like, on the mainland. Yeah. All right. So you're going to take us to 2021 what's your pick from that year yeah this one I also had to um figure out whether I picked like the song that like I listened to the most or a song that like meant something different and this time I went with the opposite um I probably listened to Todo de Ti by Raúl Alejandro the most (laughs) I love that song I continue to love that song to this day um, but I wanted us to take a moment to listen to and talk about um, Arca. Yeah. This song is called Prada. Let's take a listen. without you bringing Arca, you know, like, I feel like that's I like, think so. been like a drumbeat, so. you know, steady drumbeat for you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I feel like she, you know, in the space of when we've like done this, like she like has transitioned, you know, somewhat publicly in this, in the way that, 
you know, she is a public persona and like has like evolved her sound from like really truly experimental noisy things to like more like club adjacent right. like weird reggaeton like this what we're listening to right now in Prada um and I um I've just like loved her presence as a queer Venezolana engaging with like Venezuelan things in like this like super queer super gender transgressive way um like the opening of this video of the visual for this song um she is on this taper which is a jungle animal and what that references is this goddess called maria leonza which is this like um goddess that venezuela is sort of like you know like Similar, it's similar to like Santeria in the sense that it's like an Afro-Indigenous Catholic adjacent religion and uh, belief system. And so she's like sort of the main goddess in that. And it's really dope to see like this like trans Maria Leonza. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I really like the way the sounds. I really liked this, you know, like this song is off of like a series, uh, like a five albums, kick albums. And yeah, I've really liked to see her evolve, like both like personally and musically in the years that we have been doing this show. It's been really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. And like, yeah, I love that you are often like paying attention to someone way before they come into the mainstream, you know, and then you can sort of watch the trajectory happen. (laughs) <laughs> yeah great. i mean this it's interesting because i feel like arca she was first the reason that i came across her is because she was like sort of picked by kanye west to right. be a producer right. on okay. his so album before, that like right. everybody thought yeah. was weird and terrible which mm-hmm. was like you know like yeezus which is like a very experimental and different album for him um and sort of he picked um arca who was like doing like these weird gay club nights in New York City at the time um and so in the like there's in some ways it's like hard to be less mainstream than Kanye West you know but like also that was like sort of like a weird version of Kanye West and her um trajectory as a product as a producer and artist on her own um, that I've been paying attention to came out of that, but also like, I don't know how many people are like looking at like unpopular Kanye record production credits. I right. mean, <laughs> hundreds of thousands, surely, but right, you right. know, comparably, um, yeah, yes, exactly. But um, but yeah, so she's sort of got like catapulted into some form of mainstream, right, among mm-hmm. some group of people, mm-hmm. and um, has been evolving from there. But yeah, I mean, has really come a long way since since those credits, you know. Even though, yeah, that that was yeah. not that was not a super underground thing to do. But yeah. So right. for twenty twenty two, which mm-hmm. is last year, we wanted to do it for our members, but because it's March and it's our birthday, our gift to all of y'all is that we're gonna share this with everybody. Members, thank you for sharing your segment. <laughs> um, the last couple of weeks, um, we just wanted to show everybody else what 
members get. So if you want, if you're not a member and you're listening to this, this is just one little example of, um, of what we're going into. We're just doing one more year and we're each picking a song for this one. So Perez, what song did you pick for your 2022 song? So, I mean, it was just like a couple months ago that we did our like best of 2022. So if you listen to the episodes, some of this might be familiar, but, um, I, when I looked back at, at the music from this year, this was the song that still really sticks with me. So let's take a listen to Soy El Unico by Yaritza y Su Esencia. young person's voice um i love the story behind that they're like their story the role of tiktok the fact that their you know family are migrant farm workers like all of it all of it um and they're yeah they're making new music i think i already brought a song that came out in 2023 um so excited yeah, to see did. what else they have to, to share but yeah this song just just the quality of this young person's voice is really incredible yeah, truly. Like I said, I'm just like, I think that maybe she's 16 now. Yeah. But um, it sounds like, you know, Yaritza's got approximately <laughs> eight times her age's <laughs> experience in heartbreak. Oh, yes. Totally, you know? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of wisdom in that in that voice. Um, maybe some ancestral wisdom or something yeah it's it's pretty incredible so yeah um and not to speculate on a very young person's uh business but i'm pretty sure this person is family and i'm excited to see the evolution yeah yeah i think so all signs point to yes but yeah it has not been all signs point to yes who knows (laughs) but there's all sorts of ways to be and also you know but this person is like generation alpha i guess right because it's like born after the that the new generation oh lord i don't know yeah i think it's called generation out Al- you know how i know this this is this is how old i am right now is that i know that because of a new york times crossword clue <laughs> that's how old I oh am. outstanding I know. outstanding I know. um and so i don't know i feel like for people in that generation like sexuality might be over you know like it's like not even necessary to 
incredible to, to find incredible. anything about anything so who knows but um but yeah love this still love this song still a highlight from 2022 amazing what's your pick i was also trying to pick like between a couple of things i really really love la villana's album so definitely go check that out but what really really captured me in 2022 was the music of lucrecia adult this song is called la desmesura Yeah, I was so excited about this. I feel like, I don't know, sometimes I go through period, I think when I'm like depressed or when I'm sad, the way that, one of the ways that I can most easily identify that is that I disengage from music. Mm-hmm. And I just like don't, like I'm not the kind of person who's like, okay, I'm gonna listen to sad songs and I'm sad. I just like completely detach from it, which is like, I feel like the most devastating possible outcome <laughs> given mm-hmm. how much I love it, but um but so I was sort of in a funk and listened to this and it sort of like just it reminded me what I love about mm. music and um, Lucrecia is Colombian but based in Berlin and uh, this is just like this whole album is it's called I and it's it sort of feels in some ways very classic. It's like boleros and sort of like classic Latin genres like that, but also like making those place as places, like identifying boleros and classic Latin genres as places where there's so much room for experimentation and to like do fun things and do weird things, but stay within like these genres that these days the way that most people engage with them are through like a lens of like tradition and um stagnancy and so i really really um was captured by that and i love 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 this whole album but in particular this song i definitely i know you thought about like 
Titi, my pregunta was such a such a hit this year, and I also thought about that in terms of Bad Bunny. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that was probably the one that I listened to the most yeah. <laughs> in 2022. Uh, yeah. I think that, like, I think that that's what my Spotify said. I was like, "Girl, you listened to Titi, my pregunta like a bazillion times." Because I don't know something about those 808s, something about like the, uh, that's so it's just it's just so good, like it's so fucking good. I loved it so much. It's so funny. It's clever. All the names. Um, sad there wasn't a Vero in there, uh, but I, I did love that one a lot. But I wanted to I wanted to do, you know, a non bad bunny pick and something mm-hmm. that like truly like pulled me out of something. Yeah, and this was no, I appreciate it. that. I appreciate that. Woo! Seven years, Bo. Seven years. Can you imagine? Can you believe? My longest relationship. <laughs> wow! Besides, like, my dentist or something, you know? Like, you know, like, one of the other, <laughs> like I've been seeing my dentist for, like, 15 years. I know it's a, it's a sweet relationship. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm very proud. I'm very proud of us. I'm very proud of us. I'm very, like, grateful to you. I feel like this has been, um, it's been a real, like, treasure honestly and pleasure to do this and to do it with you and to have this excuse and to have all of y'all listening to us and give us a reason to like geek out about music every week has been such a consistent source of like joy for me and so truly i'm really truly it's been really wonderful and it's been like yeah it's been a really great opportunity to think really critically about something that I care a lot about, but Mm -hmm. sometimes would not necessarily make the time to do Mm -hmm. it in the same way if I didn't have this platform. So it's been great. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Thank you all for listening. My God. Thanks for being here with us. I know some of y'all are OGs from the beginning, but uh, people who've come along the way, really happy to, to yeah, be in community with you all. Um, as always, all the information about our songs are in our show notes. The things we said we would put links are there. Um, a big shout out to Maite for editing our show for the last like year and change. Been really helpful. And y'all's membership contributions basically go to support um, Maite's contributions. So that's really awesome that we get to, to pay her to do this, help us with this labor. And then, um, yeah, you can follow us on social, Instagram and Twitter. And we also have a newsletter that Bittis puts together for y'all every mm-hmm. single week. Mm-hmm. Sign up for that if you feel like following like things like what we're into and what we're reading and fun little articles. I think last week we shared a set of articles that are like mm-hmm. some of the women who are breaking down the boys club mm-hmm. in uh, Puerto Rico's Urbano scene right now. And... Um, just some other, you know, like an interview with La Sista, who is a black woman pioneer of reggaeton, um, and just all sorts of little nuggets like that, that mm-hmm. um, you probably won't find in other places of our content. So take a look. All right, amores. We'll see you next week. Hasta la próxima. Bye. Canciones de amores, pa' que pienses en mí, como yo pienso en ti, en ti sí, Manuel Turizo, Crisio Beat, Joel, Julián Turizo, Sensei, la industria en ti.